0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: You don't right. have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even yeah. your mom, you know, when <laughs> she's <laughs> gonna pop eight and you're gonna walk around, man.
2: So we're going. <laughs> we moved into the ballsy portion
3: of it.
0: That. There's some things you just can't buy in the Like,
3: like, like Mex- Mexican America
0: food, that- you can't buy Mexican <laughs> food. <in Vermont. laughs>
2: Again and welcome to another episode of Leaving Legacy. This is episode number thirty-eight. My name is Patrick. I'm one of your faithful hosts. Joining me today
1: is Adrian. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry's here as well. It's so official. Just so <laughs> official. <laughs>
2: Why do you do an intro? I'm trying to do it right.
1: <laughs> now you're doing flawless. You're doing flawless. Do <laughs> so what's up, fellas? <laughs> Oh, not much. Not much. Just a usual Monday evening. What's up with you? Oh, yeah.
2: Not much. Uh, just, uh, I was going over for my, uh, my life pad totals from the uh, Bunch Duels event on Saturday. Uh, yeah, that's
0: right.
1: That talk. was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say,
0: Jerry? You don't want to
2: talk about it? Uh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it because uh, yeah, believe Pat. it or not, Jerry had, Jerry had a much better record than I did.
1: Yeah, but that still uh, fucked me over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, if I was a better player, maybe uh, maybe you guys you know, maybe you would have got, gotten into your breakers, but I did but. end up going three and four. I uh, went three and four. Uh the turnout for the for the tournament was pretty good. He must have had maybe ninety one, ninety three players there, I think. <laughs> I ended up going three and four. Um I lost to Miracles, I lost to Elves, um I lost to twelve posts. Which was a pretty bad matchup for me, I think, and I lost to what I think was a painter servant deck. Was the, was uh, with, the twelve uh, post using blue? <laughs> uh, twelve posts had blue, yeah. Okay, blue so and it cougry. had like show and tells in it. It was like traditional uh, post. I didn't see a show and tell. Uh, I did ask him; he told me it was twelve posts because, yeah. quite honestly, I had no idea what the hell it was. He was running, he was running prime times and uh, yeah, and force of wills, so. Yeah, they can show and
0: they can show and tell on a primeval titan. Get a couple of yeah. cloud posts, use the candelabra and hardcast an Eldrazi.
2: Yeah, there was no. There, I didn't see a candelabra. I did see the. I did see like the glimmer post and um, all those other locust lands. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was. Clo- I mean, it was a close game. Like it seemed like I'd get him down to like five or four, and then he would prime time, and then sure. with the, like it made it real hard for me to come back from that. Um, no, you don't. You don't have blood moons in your
0: deck, do you?
1: I don't no. Okay.
0: All right. No. Yeah, that the fucks thing that
1: I fucks have. up. That yeah. Sec. Yeah, it's kinda hard. It's like, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, Tron and Modern. Mm-hmm. Blood Moon is really, really good against them, but if you don't have a clock though, you still can lose even with a Blood Moon out. Because yeah. they just play so many freaking lands, mm-hmm. um, that they can just ramp in anyways.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it made it tough. And then I lost a Painter Servant, um, the first game I lost, Again, it was, it was pretty close. I had him down pretty low and then he just plays Painter Servant and then activates, uh, Grindstone. And he's like, he's like, mill you two. And, and so I'm, so I'm like, okay. And he's like, oh, Painter Servant, your whole deck's green. <laughs> and so I, take. A second, and then I'm like, oh shit. So is it game two then? He's like, yeah, game two. You
1: made him all green? That's an unusual choice. Yeah, that, <laughs> he's that
2: is. He's green. He's, he, he, there was actually, I did ask him about that because I did think that was strange. What color and was he, he playing? Had, What's that?
0: What color was he playing? Was he playing black?
2: Uh, just wondered if he had like death grip in the deck. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he had death grip, but his he named green because of something that I could run. I can't remember what he had said, but there was a reason why. And then when he saw that I was on Blue Red Delver, um, you know, solely Blue Red Delver, he just named Blue the next time. Huh. But uh I thought that was unusual. Like I think now that I've played twelve post once, I know like, you know, I kind of prioritize he, he led off with a few lands and then played um, Sensei's Divining Top. Yeah. And I, I, I think I countered that once and then I destroyed it this in the second game, thinking that that was a lot more important than it really is. Right. Um, I think that if I prioritized um, uh, Millstone over that or Grind, Grind, Grind Clock, whatever it was. Grindstone. Um, sure. Yeah, if I had, had prioritized that, removing that with Smash and Smithereens, um, I, if I would have had a much better game against that. Um, so that was a good learning. That was a good learning uh, experience.
0: It depends. If he's already got the servant out, the grindstone ability is still going to
2: resolve. Right. So then, so then, would you prioritize trying to remove painter servant somehow?
0: Uh, well, what what are the answers in your deck? Just smash the smithereens.
2: Smash the smithereens. I mean, I could bolt painter servant. I could. Yeah, um, you
0: have you got to kill the servant before he lands a grindstone
3: or
2: yeah.
0: ca- counter a servant. Because like, he's going to activate that response, right? The Servant's got to be gone when he activates the Grindstone. If, if, the, yeah. if the Servant's on the field when the Grindstone resolves, the deck's
1: milled. They it's go. also, Grindstone doesn't do anything on its own, whereas Painter Servant actually Like, if he's running Red Elemental Blast, Painter Servant turns it into the cheapest Vindicate ever. <laughs> yep. Whereas Grindstone doesn't do anything by itself, really. Um, Painter Servant still has value just sitting on on its own. It okay. is
0: interesting he named green, though.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, it, it, I, I want to know what he did, what he was shooting for.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right. All, all I could think of is Death Grip. Like, just
2: counter-tagging a <laughs> <and> green <laughs> spell. I can't remember what it was. There was something in there that he had said, I, uh, cause I did ask him after the first game. I was like, oh, you know, why did you name green? I just thought that was an unusual choice. And he had said there was some, he had told me the name of the car, but I, hell if I know what it is now. Um. so yeah, so I lost to Painter Servant. Um. I did beat, uh, this guy Curtis. He was playing, um <laughs> like up. Elizabeth,
1: like La- yep. Elizabeth, Liliana, <laughs> Uh, Mistress Workshop. Yeah, no, nah, M- Mistress Factory.
2: Oh, Mistress Factory. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mistress Factory.
1: If it was and, like, uh, Workshop, I would have called a good Judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what's what's the name of that deck that he's playing? Because I had no idea what it was.
1: That's uh, Mono Black Pox. Oh, that's okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Sam Black, or was it Sam Black or Reed Duke? I th- it actually might have been Reed Duke invented the deck, and it's basically just mono black grief. <laughs> okay. Um, it, was, uh,
2: it was interesting. Um, I, I took him down two one. I think the, the third game, I he he had been attacking me with double uh, mistress factory, and I landed a very timely uh, pithing needle to <laughs> and named mistress factory, mm. and was able to take him down from there um, with a bunch of attacks. I had a like a delver out. Um, uh, a young pyromancer, and I think I got a second a second Delver, um, and he had double Maze of It, and I was able to uh, I don't know what I did to to get one of the Maze of It off as well, uh, but I did get one of the Maze of It off the table, and uh, that let me finish the game off. Um, but it was a fun, it was a pretty fun game. Um, it was different, so that was pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, Curtis is a good guy. He's a uh, that's irregular. Actually, yeah. I probably wouldn't be playing Legacy if it wasn't for him.
2: Really? Oh, no kidding.
1: Yeah, because I uh, I went to college with him, and he was, like, over my house anyways just to hang out, mm-hmm. and somehow we started talking about Magic, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to play Magic, and he's like, really? Do you have any cards? I'm like, yeah, here, look at this binder, and I opened the binder, and it's just, like, underground seas and tropical islands in there. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because when I got them, they were, like, 20 bucks, and I didn't think they were worth anything, and he's just like, yep you have everything you need to put together a tier one legacy deck. You should probably oh. do that.
2: <laughs> that is, that's awesome. That's actually a great story because I rem- that's like, that's like the the quintessential, like, I got back into magic, like, and my collection was worth, like, thousands of dollars and I had no idea.
1: <laughs> exactly. I've, I've been that guy for some, for other people too. Like, I've met people and I open up their binder and they have, like, a playset of Library of Alexandria because that's what they were <laughs> playing back in the day. <laughs> it's like four library, <laughs> bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Curtis is a good guy. He just always fucking plays Griefer decks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <wasn't> so, like,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started off with High Tide and then he went to Green White Enchantress and now he's on Mono Black Pox.
2: Yeah, it was like it was like you know rip my hand apart with him to Torak, rip my hand apart with Liliana, and then just beat me down with two little lands. And I was like, oh, this is super fun. Um yep. So I was I was in top deck mode for a while, but I top decked Pithing Needle. Oh, and he was playing Trinisphere. Yep. So, yep. so <laughs> I'm like that. So like all the tempo plays I can make with Blue Red Delver were kind of null and void at that point. But was um, it was then?
0: was it was there like Wastelands and Sinkholes?
2: He had. I want to say he had. He did it. He definitely played a Wasteland against me. I don't know if he played Sinkhole. He may have. Right. Um, it was, it was a fun matchup, like, it, I can understand how that is, like, a deck people don't enjoy playing against.
0: Well, it's, um, it's, it's weird. You gotta start preparing for the things in Legacy, and then you come across
2: something that you just don't see often, and you go, what the right. fuck is this? Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what I was gonna say, you know, I, like I said, I played, I played nine rounds at SCG, I played five rounds at TE last, you know, last week and week before, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I played another seven rounds here, and I've only faced the same deck twice. Yeah, I and faced what deck was it? twice, yeah. and I faced Elves twice. Yep. And that's it. And mm-hmm. I played different decks with 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 everything else, so it's been it's been awesome to play that much Magic and play that many different decks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's so varied. Yeah, um, my Miracles matchup, I I did 02, the Miracles matchup, um, but I felt like this time I was it was much it was much closer game. Like I felt like I was more you know not in control of the game, but certainly like had a, a an outside shot at winning it. Versus like the first few times I played Miracles, no, I didn't feel very stuff. good at all about it. Yeah, and are you, do you have stifles? Are you playing stifles? No, I actually, I do have two stifles. I, I almost, I almost played them this, uh, this time around, but I ended up not playing them. Um, I, Jerry and I kind of went over my sideboard. I, I had like three smash of smithereens, uh, two ensnaring bridge. Um, I'm trying to think what else I had in my sideboard for the event. Um, no, Jerry, what's, what's
0: your impression, Jerry? Do you just play stifle if you're playing wasteland for mana denial?
1: Yeah, it's. I wouldn't run Stifle if I wasn't running Wasteland. Right. Um. But if you can fit fit it, Stifle Wasteland Days is just a awesome <laughs> three card combo. It, yeah. You you could uh, you can really keep up with like the box decks on the Mana Denial pr- uh, plan going that route. Mm-hmm. Um. And then if you throw Delver in there, it's like Delver backed up by Days Wasteland Stifle. It's like they're never doing anything. Mm-hmm. So. It's a really good strategy. The problem with it is you verse some decks and it just does nothing. Like, if you go against death and taxes, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, because they mana denial you, and your wastelands and stifles don't really do much against them. Mm. Yep. Like, I'm stifling, yeah. like, batter skull triggers <laughs> when I'm doing yeah. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what I ended up doing was I ran... My sideboard was two ensnaring Bridge. I ran uh, two Diggers Cage. I ran the one of Pithy Needle, which actually saved me in that game against Curtis. Um, I had the three red elemental blasts, uh, three Smashes <laughs> to <the> three <laughs> I was I just
0: ran... thinking, with all his hand rape, you could have just played fucking ensnaring bridge and he couldn't have attacked you with his <laughs> <opinions>. <laughs> Um
2: <laughs> I, I, I was going to run two submerge, but I made like a last minute change. I ran uh, two um, uh, sulfuric vortex instead against miracles, hmm. and then I ran two surgical extraction, um, which I, I actually never cited in surgi- surgical extraction, and I kind of wish I had. Because after thinking about my matches a little more, I think I probably could have blanked a few more opponents with sur- Surgical Extraction.
1: Um, yeah, it also is better against 12-post um, when you run the Stifle Wasteland package because oh, you can actually yeah. strip their lands out.
2: Yeah, yeah. you Wasteland might, Cloud Post and Surgical it. I think I would maybe pull out two of the Red, out, red Elemental Blast and add two, surg- uh, two Stifle.
1: Um, you don't really want to run Stifle sideboard, though. No. Like re- red elemental blast is pro- is like one of the best cards you can run because it just destroys a lot of the combo decks and you can get them when they're not expecting it. Okay, it gives so you maybe, something
0: against show and tell and counterbalance.
1: It, so it's also an night. answer for jaces. It mm-hmm. just kills it kills jaces. The fact that you can also destroy a blue permanent is what makes the card.
2: So so I'm running four ponder. You think I could like split ponder and stifle? Do like two and two? I don't know. <laughs> Jerry yeah. would
0: know better. I mean, if you're running Delver, Ponder helps you set it up. But like, I don't. I don't really play Delver. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, there's there's got to be more room in the deck besides cutting Ponders.
2: Yeah, I'll have to take a. Well, I'll have to sit down and take another look at it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I probably don't have to run four Dig Through Time. I'd probably run one less Dig. I don't. Know, the, the 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 deck ran great. I just, you know, again, like it. I feel like in in Legacy, like you need to know what your opponent's on after the first land drop or two <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? there's a big advantage can, yep. in that yeah yeah and sometimes I just I just don't know it you know I just have no idea what that means <laughs> um, and then I did play Sneak a Show again and of course 2-0 that so that was that <laughs> of, of course 2-0 that
0: I take it that was the match with Jerry
2: yeah that was the match with Jerry
0: oh Jerry did he 2-0 you
1: <sighs> I don't want to <laughs> talk about it <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you owe me $800, by the way. <laughs> it was bad. I mean,
2: Jerry was my, fr- you know, the first round I got to buy.
1: Yeah, like, you got to freaking buy. A hundred-man tournament, <laughs> and you got to
2: buy. <laughs> way to go, Pat.
1: Scrub.
2: Yeah. I'm a lucky guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it's just running through that matchup, it's just such in his favor. Like, it's just drop a threat, and then protect the hell out of it, and don't let your opponent combo. Mm-hmm.
3: No,
0: like. Jerry, i got to ask, uh, have you been finding any value with actually using Lightning Bolt in that
2: deck?
1: Uh, so I actually switched it out to, uh, what is it, Sudden Shock, the shock with uh, split second.
2: Okay. That thing is sweet.
1: Is yeah, that, what, is that, is that was is an, that, an all-star. Is
0: that one mana, two damage, or is it two mana, three damage?
1: It's one mana, two damage, but in Legacy, you don't really need three damage. Like, can you name a card that dies to bolt but doesn't die to shock?
0: No, but I just can't tell you the text on Sudden Shock. But since it's well, a I guess it's two it's sh- for one. No, I know it's got split second.
1: I just yeah, I it's just, it just it's just shock with split second. second. Okay. Um. So I really like that. That's been that was an all star. Uh, just killing like even against things I didn't really expect, like against elves, um, killing their heritage druids when they have wirewood symbiote in play, so they can't protect it. Yeah.
2: Huh. Oh. That was my other thing too. Is that I played against elves and I I. Lost to that, you know, two games to one. The one game I won, he had molded three, so it was really hard for me not to lose that game. But all the deck was in like Japanese or Korean, yeah. So I, <laughs> and so I don't know any of the cards do. And he was he was wicked nice guy, like yeah. definitely knew how to play the deck. Was very you know very fluid with it. But I'm like I'm looking at this board and like I, it got to the point where I was just like yep yep yep, like not yeah. even asking what the cards do because it's like it, I I just. I need to be able to read the cards, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be asking them every, every time they play a card what the hell it does. So that was very awkward. That was my only, my only gripe. Like, I know that legacy players love to pivot out their decks and they like to do foil, foreign cards, and like, all these foreign cards, I just have no clue what they do. And Elves, Elves is like one of those things where like, you know, I'm like, alright, well, I'll bolt this guy, and he's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll bounce him with this guy, return it to my hand, draw a card. <laughs> yep. Son of a bitch! Like. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yep, and that's where Sudden Shock was a beautiful because he couldn't do any of that.
2: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Oh, I see what you're saying, Jerry.
1: Yeah, in a split second, so he can't protect it with the, uh, the Wirewood symbiote, or, well, the, yeah.
0: You mean the Quarian Ranger?
1: Which no, the Quarian the-
0: Ranger
2: untaps the forest, that's- Yeah,
1: forest. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. Oh. Overall, it was a good day, though, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I played, like I said, I played all the seven rounds, uh, with the exception of the first, and, um. With was- the exception <laughs> of the first? <laughs> Get yeah, the free win. It was good, though. It was, I, I enjoyed playing it. I always have a blast when I play Legacy, so... Yeah, and you get to
0: view a lot of the other tables and see a lot of the other decks, too.
2: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
0: Did you guys see the follow-up to that tournament?
1: No. You guys uh, haven't no.
0: noticed the post? So, uh, you know, Dave from Die Hard Games, he put up a post. He's like, you know, thanks to the 91 people that came down for the Die Hard Games bunch of duels... Um, and even though it's the last bunch of duels, he said, you know, we do still expect more tournaments. And then he put up a picture of a Black Lotus with it.
2: Oh, yeah, he did say that, that he had just picked up a Lotus and was interested in doing a tournament for that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so I'm kind of curious if he's going to do a power
2: tournament or something. I think, it's from what it, is, it sounded like, he was going to do the Black Lotus's first prize, and then everything was going to scale down pretty hard after that. Sure. Because I would, think, I would think that, like, if you're doing a $40 head tournament for, like, you know, max 100 people, the Lotus is probably going to be... Like the vast majority of the price support there, right? Oh
1: uh, well, yeah, very top heavy, but lots of people will turn out for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was, it, you know what though, and you know what else too, like for only having like two judges there and for, you know, having basically the tournament split into, you know, the, the, that shop is kind of like a giant U. Yeah. So it's almost like two different rooms. Yep. And, uh, that thing fired on time. The round turnovers were fine. Like I thought the whole thing ran really well. So I was happy with that.
0: Yeah, it is well run. Yeah.
1: Dave does a good job. Yep. yep. So, my experience at the tournament was full of <laughs> tears and heartbreak. <laughs> uh Round one, I versus a lands player. Uh Beat him. Lands is a pretty easy matchup.
0: For, yeah, uh, how many uh, blood moons are in your deck?
1: Yeah, three blood moons in the sideboard, plus it's like, he makes a merit lage token, I flash in a uh Ember cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yep. Yeah. It's like, yep, <laughs> you sack that. <laughs> um, so, uh round one was lands, that was... That's a pretty easy matchup. Round two, freaking. Hold, frickin hold, hold on one, one second there,
0: Jerry. Pet, do you know what a merit leash token is?
2: Yeah, it's uh, what is it? Um, the not glacial chasm. It's from it's from cold snap, right? Dark depths. Yeah. yeah dark depths. That's right. And it's got the counter. And I think you combo it with thespian stage. Is that yeah, correct? I
0: mean, yeah. Or what's whatever Vesuvia or some shit. But yeah. yeah. So so uh, it makes a twenty twenty indestructible legendary creature, right? Which is so weak to Caracas. Right. Because we, we, we were talking about Caracas, so I'll go back yep. to that. That was that was one I hadn't thought about where Caracas is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Sorry was, Jerry. No, 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 it's cool. But yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. Um, I there was actually one match where I swung with Emmercool, and he sacked enough per- permanence to not only maze a bit the Emmercool, but still have enough permanence to sack again the next time I attacked. <laughs> oh, did you, you have a
0: show and tell, or?
1: Yeah, I had him show and tell. Oh, okay,
0: okay,
1: okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, yep, just beating down with his Cool for Annihilator until I can get rid of his Maze of it. And uh, uh, I think he had, like, a Glacial Chasm, too. Sure. Um, but, yeah, lands was pretty easy. Round two, I versus Pat. And Pat just absolutely wrecked me. Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. that matchup just isn't even fair. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I was kind of disheartened, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to try and claw back here. And... Uh, Actually, started winning out from there. Um, next round, I versed Elves, which is actually a lot closer than you would think it would be. Um, so, beat Elves uh, by the skin of my teeth. Uh, basically, came down to, I was on two life, and I needed one more Ancient Tomb activation to win the game, and then I top-decked City of Traitors. Uh, so, it was a pretty narrow out. Round four I versed Miracles and that matchup felt really awesome. After the adjustments of the sideboard, the uh, matchup got a lot better with the sudden shocks for the like, containment priests, um, adding more Python needles. Um, I actually mulled to five and still beat Miracles. Wow. Uh which is pretty difficult uh for that deck to do. Uh so miracles, that was round five. Uh round six I versed Bug Delver. Uh, I think the player was relatively new to the deck p- because he tried Pything Needle, my Lotus Petal. Okay. So I just said okay, and then sacked the Lotus Petal and cash don't tell.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then I, he, I called like I saw the look on his face, and I just went judge. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even wait for him. I'm just like, uh Pything Needle, Lotus Petal, could I sack it? And he's like, Yep, you can sack it. It's a mana ability. <laughs> That, that must have felt great. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just like, hey, it's a learning experience. You're, yeah. having fun. I'm having fun. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, And so at this point, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. My only loss of the day was to Pat. Uh, for whatever reason, my breakers were terrible.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, probably because Pat just continued to lose for the rest of the day.
2: <laughs> hey,
1: don't get bad at me because you can't beat me. That's not my fault. Oh, my God. Ooh. So I go into the final round of the day, and it's Omni Show, and it's my winning in. Yeah, uh, we're we're playing for eighth place. Winner of this matchup uh, ends up going to top eight, and he beat me. He was on. He show and told turn one. I put in Grizzlebrand. He put in Omni Show, and we proceeded to have a. Uh, I drew fourteen cards off of Grizzlebrand turn zero, <laughs> mm-hmm. and proceeded to have a counter war over the Enter the Infinite. And it ended with me fluster storming the stack, and him responding with the last card in in his hand, fluster storming my fluster storm <sighs> so pretty heartbreaking uh, loss there
0: Fluster was a good card,
1: yeah, it is real good <laughs> <laughs> I, I went in the tank for a solid ten minutes, trying to decide what to whether to counter the intuition or counter what intuition found, okay. Uh, and I ended up countering the intuition, and it would chain went off and it ends up not mattering because he had the fluster storm. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, fluster storm the stack, fluster storm, fluster storm. <laughs> uh, so lost that. He went to top eight. Uh, his name was Charlie Noice, I think it was. So I wonder, I wonder how he ended up doing.
2: Noice!
0: Actually, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I remember seeing the name because I was looking at, uh, John Ashworth made top eight too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, lots of uh there were a few quite a few familiar faces there, but
1: Yep. And then because my breakers were so bad, I went from eighth place to eighteenth place out of money.
3: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Yeah, so a little little rough second big tournament in a row where I finished just out of the money. But then for the breaks, and I blame Pat for all of them. <laughs>
2: yep, I don't blame definitely you. It's i my fault. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get better. I'm just so I know what the hell I'm playing against. Well, so far, so far, you know when you're playing against Sneak It Show. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> know how to beat me.
2: <laughs> Have you guys been looking at any of the spoilers from uh,
1: Origins? I think I'm buying a Japanese box of this set because there looks like there are so many goodies for Legacy in this set. Oh my! It's amazing. God.
2: Honestly, like, and the limited environment of the set just looks like it's a lot of fun too. So I would yeah. be down to draft that because it looks just awesome. I
1: don't know if we're going to be drafting the Japanese box. I don't know how your it. Well,
2: Japanese. no, I, <laughs> I need to read the cards, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I know we were talking about on the Facebook page today. One of the big things was moon. I'm Like, do you want to talk about that, story, or is the salt just is just too much right now?
1: <laughs> the salt is so real. You mean? Uh, I think I'm going to be de-sleeving Sneak and Show pretty soon, kind of. I mean, it's done its run. I, I usually play a, the same deck for a couple months in a row before moving on, so it's it's about mm-hmm. Zenith anyways, but yeah, that was kind of like the nail in the coffin there.
2: So Hollow Moonlight's one in a white instant until end of turn. If a creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it. Instead, draw a card. It seems like a pretty good card. I mean, I think it's more for modern because I didn't see anything in this set that really makes it look like it's gonna apply to what's in this set.
1: Uh, yeah, well, a lot of people are saying it's a reaction to Collected Company and Standard. That's why it was printed. But it also hits so many things in modern and as a result, Legacy is just coll- collateral damage. Um, because it gets rid of the Splinter Twin combo, it gets rid of the Goyro's Vengeance combo that's it, making big moves.
0: It only gets rid of that for a turn.
1: That's all you need to get rid of it for, though.
0: Why? You have to kill them next turn or they could just do it again?
1: No, because they put so many resources... Oh, you mean for Splinter Twin?
0: Yeah, they they cast Splinter Twin. Okay, you cast that. All right, they wait till the next turn and then they just make a shitload of tokens.
1: No, but it buys you a turn because oftentimes the reason why Splinter Twin's so brutal is they tap down uh your land so you can't really answer uh their combo it just buys you that turn you need in order to take out take them out
0: sure but it's still i mean i, I don't even i'm not going to speculate on modern but it just doesn't yeah. it just make them play to spell I mean, counter target instant
1: yeah but the thing is it's it's not just that answering this card it's just it's one more weapon
3: Yes.
0: That
1: you have to worry about. It's one more side, sideboard piece that you have to be wondering about. Yep. And when if you're a combo player, there's already so many different cards you have to worry about as is between Graph Cages and Containment Priests and now this. It's just, you can only prepare for so much and you can only sideboard yourself in comparison as, as you know, to what you're expecting.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you're, if someone's playing Hallowed Moonlight, wouldn't it make more sense, at least in, in Legacy, to just play like, uh, Force of Will? I mean, everyone's played Force of Will anyway. Like, do you really want to play another color? Like, I know I wouldn't play this in Blue Red Delver. Like, I mean, how many white decks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no,
0: no. I, you're right. You wouldn't play the
2: white card in Blue Red Delver. No, I, I definitely, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't splash for I mean, I mean, I like, wouldn't splash for it, but it doesn't seem that powerful to where, I mean, to me, I'm fine with running, you know, running what I have. I don't think I need that extra weapon. Like, what deck do you think this fits into?
1: Uh, Blue, White, Red, Stone Blade, Esper. Esper, Miracle... Basically, any blue-white blue, blue white based deck. Miracles. Um, the mono-white decks like, like Death and Taxes and Maverick are going to want to run Containment Priest anyways, because they're more creature-based and they want to get in for the beats. Right. But blue-based decks like this card's... Uh, I think it was Chris... Maybe it was Steve on the Facebook page uh pointed out that this card's just also dirty with Snapcaster Mage. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's and the thing about this compared to containment priest is it doesn't just kill combo uh pieces like reanimator and sneak attack it also deals with batter skull it hits tokens it's an, an- answer to entreat the angels so it's going to be important in the miracles mirror match uh it mm-hmm. answers batter skulls as they're coming into play uh it answers empty the warrens from storm it just it it hits everything containment priest does and then some yeah
2: right I mean, and it and it's
1: a cantrip and it's a cantrip, so it's absolutely dirty right. with uh, Snapcaster Mage, because you do it, block them for a turn. Next turn, you fl- you Snapcaster it in, and you're drawing two cards off of that interaction. So the entire combo's replacing itself, or I don't even know if I should call it a combo, but the whole engine replaces itself. Sure. So you're still yeah. like
0: you're still likely to see like Tess duress it out of the hand anyway. I'm I'm not, have- I'm, so I'm not saying the card's not good. What I'm saying is, it's just, I don't think it's like, I I wouldn't, it wouldn't make me put down Sneak and Show just because this card's getting printed. Yeah, I mean,
2: what are they going to run? They're going to run two in the sideboard, maybe?
1: Yeah, and it's going to be a split um, between Containment Priest and Hallowed Light. The thing is, the answer for these cards are different. What I answer Containment Priest is totally different from what I would answer Hallowed Light for. Sure, but, um, no, okay. Do you want to
2: expand on that?
1: So containment priest is a creature that sticks around. So I'm going to be looking to kill the containment priest once it's on board. Hence why I'm running sudden shock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hallowed light is an instant, and the only way to answer it is either with discard or counterspells. Okay. Um, so y- it's ju- it's a one more piece that just gives them the edge in the counter war because if you have to worry about countering the hallowed light, that means they can have counter magic up for your own counter magic. So it puts you at a greater disadvantage in the counter war. Uh, Containment Priest is at least a permanent that you can deal with in other means. You can kind of do it at the end of their turn when, once they say go. Um, so it gives you a little bit more freedom.
2: It just, seems, it just seems so narrow. You know what I mean?
0: Now, Jerry, let's say you're playing Sneak and Show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. When do you fear this card?
1: Anytime I'm casting Show and Tell or activating Sneak Attack.
0: All right. So if they cast Show and Tell... They're, now, let's say you cast show-and-tell, right? They're going to cast this while show-and-tell's on the stack? Right. So don't put a creature into play.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's the same thing as them countering the show-and-tell. Okay.
0: You're right. Let's say let's say you do sneak attack, and you activate sneak attack. All right, then they cast this. So with that on the stack, you activate sneak attack again.
1: Is, uh, sneak attack? Sneak attack is a May. Oh, it is? Okay, so I guess I'm not that worried about it with sneak attack.
0: No, and you can still show and tell and sneak attack and activate it or whatever. I mean, this just—it's just—it's just. just, I don't think it's. I I really don't think it just—it shuts off that deck. I mean, that deck is that deck. It's got, it's got ways to deal with it. Show and tell is optional. Sneak attack Mm -hmm. is optional, and you just pulled it out of the hand. That's all.
1: Yeah. I don't think the implications are that much for the Sneak Attack, because Containment Priest is definitely a better choice against Sneak Attack. Because
0: it sticks around.
1: <laughs> right, because it sticks yeah. around. I'm thinking of the implication this has against other decks. Sure. Uh, yeah,
0: yes, I mean, the ability to whack tokens is really fucking good. I right. mean, I, I don't think I don't think it's really a threat with, like, Empty the Warrants, because usually it's just Tendrils anyway. It doesn't do anything with that. But, like, against, you know, if somebody's been working on Into the Infinite... Um, what is it? Entreat the Angels? That, that's, yep. that may be good. I think, I mean... Stifling the Batterskull trigger hasn't even been—I mean, that's that's a good play. But you, I mean, you can abrupt decay the token. I think to waste a card on on a token when it could be bounced and replayed again isn't a huge.
1: The thing, thing. is, the difference is this card replaces itself, so sure. it's, it's basically a time walk against the Batterskull decks. Sure, but like. Like, because, yes, so, they can redo the skull, but that's a really mana-intensive play. That costs five mana over two turns.
0: Right, but what normally happens is somebody activates the Stoneforge Mystic at the end of their opponent's turn anyway. Like, do you really want to cast that thing during the end of your turn because I just activated a Stoneforge Mystic? That's that's fine. You know, I'll just... I, I mean, have my turn again.
1: Yeah, if I don't have another answer for it, then yeah.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to. I just, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's I, I'm just not... I'm probably not as impressed as I should be. I just
1: All I know is every Miracle player I know is losing their shit over that card. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a really strong addition to Miracles.
0: You mean for the Miracles deck to play it?
1: Yeah, for the Miracles deck to play it. Oh,
0: like, yeah, I mean, it's two casting costs, and it can't be like fucking Red Elemental Blasted or Blue Elemental Blasted anyway.
1: Yeah, that's another thing, is it's a, it's a spell that can't be Red Blasted, which is a big uh, player-in-the-mirror match. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yeah, really important for that for that matchup. Um I definitely think Containment Priest is definitely still has a home. Um I almost view that as kind of like this is the containment priest for modern, since Containment Priest wasn't legal in Modern yet.
0: Sure. I'd actually be kinda curious how well the card does in what the hell is that, like Maverick, where it's just all hate bears?
1: Uh I think Maverick would just run Containment Priest just for that like what you said, it's it's a hate bear deck. It wants that two two to beat down with. But you don't think it would run both
0: just to be able to hit tokens, too?
1: Maverick doesn't really worry about tokens the way other decks do. Like, they have enough blockers and they can attack through it enough that it's not really that big a deal for them.
0: What would, uh... Now, my only curiosity about this card after I thought about it a little bit was, what are the implications of it on an Isochron Scepter?
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering.
0: (laughs) Because you could just, like, pay two and draw a card.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you can do that anyways. There's other not as good ways to put a draw card effect on a ice cron scepter, but just the fact that you can do that to blank a lot of people's decks is pretty good. Hmm.
0: I mean, the yeah. other, the, the other one I was actually noticing was that time twister thing that you were talking um, about. Yeah, there. yeah,
1: I can't wait for that card. And
0: people are like looking at quicken.
1: <laughs> yeah, just quicken like tripled in price. Did you see?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, so the Spoils of the Vault's gone up, too. I can't believe what you were talking about with Goryo's Vengeance, though.
1: Yeah, for those who don't know, Goryo's Vengeance is now a $51 card.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, our very first raffle, we gave out a $50 card. You hear that?
2: <laughs> did, didn't Re-Duke just crush with that deck last week? Yeah. That, that, that who did it? That deck's been so much fun, anyway. I mean,
0: it's, it's of course, the builds of it now are different, whatever, but just, that's Fury of the Horde, so much fun.
2: so there was another card from origins i wanted to talk about too that i thought was really cool being uh playing you know having played burn before um was exquisite firecraft you guys see this one
1: yeah seems a lot of uh debate in the burn community about that card some people like it others don't
2: yeah i mean it's it's one red red so you're obviously in three you know cmc territory so it has to do something pretty good for it to be worthwhile um but it's kind of like an uncounterable fire blast. I mean, you can. It deals four damage to target creature or player, and it has spell mastery, which is the new mechanic um, in Origins. Uh, if there are two or more instant and/or sorcery cards in your graveyard, Exquisite Firecraft can't be countered by spells or abilities. Which, you know, playing playing Burn is kind of awesome because I can't tell you how many times I had someone you know pretty low, and they're able to play the counter you know the counter magic game. I'm trying to finish him off with uh, the last few burn spells. Hmm. It seemed. I mean, I don't think I'd run it. Would it certainly would be a four of? But I would consider running it in place of Fire Blast or in place of uh, Sulfuric Vortex. Or I think when I was running Mono Red Burn, I played two Flame Rift, and I think I would play this over Flame Rift.
1: Yeah, especially in miracle-heavy matchups, counterbalance mm-hmm. is like one of the biggest problems for Burn. And this is a good way to close out the game after they've already resolved the counterbalance top lock.
2: Right. I mean, and and at three mana, too, like, at the very least, if you don't have Spill Mastery going, at least it's not one or two, right? Right, exactly. So...
1: I mean, it's expensive, but in the Miracles matchup, you're going to be getting up into the high uh, casting costs anyways, Mm -hmm. so you might as well. I I don't know if it's main deckable, but I definitely think it's sideboard, especially when Miracles is all over the place.
2: Yeah. I was talking to uh, a few people on Twitter about it, and I think it's worth brewing with. I would. I wouldn't mind trying it out and seeing how it runs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely think it has a home.
2: Yeah. Anything that's uncounterable is like at least worth trying in my book. You know.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, have you guys seen uh, the new blue enchantment Thopter Spy Network?
2: Yeah. Is that the one that puts out one one Thopter tokens?
1: Yeah, so I actually think it might have a home in Blue Black Tesserator in Legacy, um, because that's a deck that is artifact based already, and it has it. Regular, its goal is to ramp up to four mana to cast Jace's and Tesserets. Um, but basically, it's two colorless, two blue. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, put a one one colorless to- artifact creature token with flying onto the battlefield. So it already has uh that bitter blossom effect without the life loss downside and i know a lot of Teserator decks were running thop uh bitter blossom already um so this is a little bit more expensive bitter blossom that doesn't lose you life but can't be abrupt decay which is another big thing and the big thing is whenever one or more artifact creatures you control deal combat damage to a player draw a card
3: hmm
0: uh, i don't know I mean it, it looks it it looks cute.
1: I'm I'm afraid it's just kind of win more. Like once you already have the Thopter Foundry combo in place, it's very hard to lose the game from there.
0: Yeah, I mean if if you can resolve that I think there's something better you could have done.
1: Like gas to Jace or Tesseret. Mm. Yeah. But I do think it it's definitely interesting and uh worth trying out in that deck or mm-hmm. maybe even if it's available in another deck. Um, mm-hmm. but I I think it's it's interesting. Um yeah. we actually got a lot of uh you know, legacy interesting cards today. Because yeah. next on the list is that infinite ob- obliteration.
2: Oh yeah, the one black black.
1: Yeah, one, yeah. one black black, name a creature card, okay. search target opponent's graveyard, hand and library for any number of cards with that name and exile them, then that player shuffles his or our library. Garbage. Yeah, I think for just one red more, you'd just want to play slaughter games instead. Yep. Um, but it's definitely interesting, and it just shows that it kind of, a Legacy is really a format that rewards people for knowing deckless inside and out.
0: No, it's, I mean, it, I, I will say, it's not that any, oh boy. Okay, not that I want to play slaughter games. <laughs> I just, I gotta clarify that. I don't, I wouldn't play slaughter games, period. Uh, would you?
1: Uh, I, made- I've seen it played in Legacy, uh, not frequently, but I've definitely seen it played.
0: Yeah, oh no, I've been hit with it. But like, yeah. would, would you, like, I had somebody slaughter games Grizzlebrand when I was playing Burning Reanimator. Like, <laughs> that, it was really frickin' good, but I just wouldn't play slaughter games. I mean...
1: Yeah, I think it's a little expensive, um and I think it's only, it, it just feels like we're getting hammered in the combo sphere, because it doesn't really do anything against Delver decks it doesn't or Goyf decks because they have other threats that they play. But if you play this against Reanimator or Sneak Attack, it's just like game over.
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Like if they exile your emercools, you're left with just your Grizzlebrands, uh, which they is just easier for them to deal with. Whereas if you, they exile your Delvers, okay, well then I can still play Nimble Mongooses and Tarmogoyfs. It slows me down, but it's not as backbreaking. As exiling like Grizzlebrand from Reanimator, or Grizzlebrand or, Grizzle or Emrakul from Sneak and Show.
0: Okay, so but let's. I, I mean, I, I
1: don't, still don't think it's. I still don't think it's that great. Like it's probably not going to see be seeing.
0: I don't think it's great unless I know what's in your hand. Anyway, I want to at least get a card out of your hand.
1: Um. Yeah, I can definitely see that as well. You know. But if you know what your opponent's on, and this is definitely a sideboard card too, so you're going to know what they're playing anyways, sometimes it may just be worth it. Like, if you can exile the Primeval Titans from 12th post, or I don't even know what else. Yeah,
0: but then they can just show and tell an Emrakul. I don't know, man. I don't know. Even, like, just trying to pull the Emrakul out of the Omni show deck, like, they just still cunning wish and run around it anyway. Like it's yeah. not so it's usually the deck the deck where you want to take the one creature out has more ways to go around than just that one creature except for tin fins like yeah you take grizzlebrand out of tin yeah. fins that <laughs> kind of crumbles bit. actually actually I think if you took the grizzlebrand out of tin fins it's not as bad as if you took the children of corliss out.
1: Uh I wouldn't go that far. You could still get you could still get a swing in with them with Grizzlebrand and then naturally storm off uh,
0: Yeah, f- I suppose I could pull out Grizzlebrand and never cool. I've just I've I've never lost I've never lost a game with Tinfins where I resolve children of Coreless in any way.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's just the that's just the That's the disgusting just, part, part just, of that. Damn. That's just the nitro at the end that you're gonna win phase. <laughs> Any any more spoilers you guys wanted to talk about? I think the molten vortex card is also really good. That um people are talking about the rebirth of aggro loam. Is that the Discard a land one? Yeah, like the fact that it's so <laughs> freaking cheap. It's so cheap. It's it's cheap,
0: but it has an activation cost, but I was looking at it going, hmm Lantex? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's one red for an enchantment. So that's crazy. One red for an enchantment, and then it's one red discard a land card, deal two damage to target creature or player. So people are already brewing with the idea of this per- plus uh, Life from the Loam um, is basically just pay one red, deal two damage. Which Yeah, it,
0: okay, all right, I can see that. that it's just what, it's, uh, that's the same... How does it differ from? Oh, it's two damage instead of one. I'm like, how does that differ from punishing fire?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yep. Two damage instead of one. So that's the thing. Is like, I'm pretty sure this just goes in punishing fire decks already, running life from the loam. Like, it's just an additional damage outputter.
0: Sure. Um, I think here's a question because I don't remember this at all. Um, all right. So, Gaea's Cradle is green. Telerian Academy's blue. What was what was red?
1: Was there one? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think there was a cycle, but I don't think it added mana that way.
0: Okay, all right. Good enough. (laughs)
1: Because, I mean, I guess you would consider, like, Cabal Coffers the black one. Yep,
0: and Serious Sanctum was white.
1: Yep. Yeah, there was a red one, but I'm pretty sure it was god-awful.
0: Oh, I'm sure. They don't give red anything good. (laughs) All right.
1: Um, yeah, I think I think that card's really interesting. Definitely going to see some life from the lone ma- ma- molten vortex decks uh, come out of it.
0: Maybe fuck around with land
1: Yeah, I some mean, Mark's
0: if, diamonds. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth experimenting with. And then, have we talked about days undoing yet? Because that card. Um, I know
0: you were excited about that last week. I talked <laughs> about it. Oh, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah, I oh, mean, ma- it's caused a bunch of runs on cards. The land that what is it like Alchemist Lighthouse or whatever it's called?
0: Oh, Alchemist Refuge.
1: Yeah, the one that uh, like you let you cast uh, cards as instance.
2: So, huh. Days Undoing is two in a blue for a sorcery. Each player shuffles his or her hand and in graveyard into his or her library, then draw seven cards. If it's your turn, end the turn. So, isn't there an effect that already does this?
1: Yeah, time uh, uh, there. well, no, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A power nine card. Right,
2: right, right, right.
1: The one, and the turn, that's Sundial of the Infinite. It's not so much people are looking to cast it on their opponent's turn, because it doesn't end your opponent's turn. Um, what they're saying is it's a way to basically get a time-twister effect. You do it end of their turn. You untap with seven fresh cards and combo off. Oh,
3: that sounds pretty
1: good. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and that plus Is, it, is it too expensive at three? No, I mean, Time Twister is a power 9 card and it costs 3. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, I mean, it's just more examples of wizards pushing the boundaries.
3: Yep.
0: Um, I was actually, I noticed, uh, so I used to play, I used to, well, I didn't play it, but I actually picked him up to try to play it. Leyland of Anticipation. Because mm-hmm. when I was doing Blue Red Omni Show, I kept getting shut out by uh, Richard on port. Okay, yeah. That sucked. <laughs> so I started trying <laughs> to see if I could cast show and tell at Flash, you know, just instant speed. Yeah. And, and um, when I went down to Providence, I sold a bunch of stuff. And and the late line of anticipations went a lot higher than I imagined they would have. And I was curious if it was Days Undoing that did it.
1: Yeah, I think so. A bunch of people were... Uh... I thought about picking them up myself, and then I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay $8 for these guys.
0: <laughs> the ley line of Anticipation? Yeah. Wow, is that what they were at? Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, right? So, d-
2: did you have anything to say about uh, Dark Petition, Adrian? I know we were talking about that a little bit on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, that
0: seems like a cute... Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, like, now... Um, I'm not playing Tenfin's. I'm not yep. going to play 10 Fins for a while. Yep. Like, no, I, I sold Gorio's Vengeance and I won't pick him up until the price comes down cuz <laughs> that's I'm quite okay with that. Um, yeah. I love, I love that deck, but I can fuck around with Shallow Grave. Yep. I also
1: think that's way too expensive for a uh a tutor effect. Like even yes. if all things work out and you cast it for 5 and then get the mana back, you're still losing 2 mana. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well that's yeah. the cost of a demonic tutor.
1: Yeah, but it w- there was like a 5-3 demon for flying that did the same thing when it comes in a play tutor. I'd much rather a 5-3 di- demon than three extra mana.
0: Mm-hmm. It depends what you're tutoring for,
1: I guess. I mean, that <laughs> uh,
0: petition seems really, I don't know, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's pretty freaking cute. Um,
1: I think uh, it's B.H. I, w- I just don't ever think you'll play it in real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a neat card. I thought it was fun. I immediately thought of Adrian because it's
2: got a big shot of Gristlebrand on the front holding up what I think is Lillian. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I would,
2: yeah, I'd screw around and try to use this. I'm just not sure how yet. Yeah, but. I thought it was cool. I mean, I just, I, I'm i loving, like, looking at the origin spoilers and kind of picking through it for stuff that is legacy playable, you know, or or, you know, at least worth Looking after
0: Legacy. I'm loving seeing Grizzlebrand on another card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay um, with that too.
1: I also like uh, Starfield of Nyx. People have been talking about that as a co- potential combo piece. Which it's one's like, that? It's like Opalescence. That are, so, at the be- it's four colorless and a white. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return an enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So that's already pretty interesting, especially if you get some like the fetching enchantments that make you stack so in effect.
0: You know what that makes? What? That makes, that makes modern replenish omniscience.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> You can discard omniscience, cast this, and return it to play. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um And then also, as long as you control five or more enchantments, each other non-aura enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has power and toughness equal to its converted mana cost. So you have
0: an 11-11 omniscience.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just beat down. Uh, yeah, there's people have been talking. There's definitely a combo piece somewhere in there. Interesting. I can definitely see a combo deck coming out of it. Uh, also interesting is the Tainted Remedy. Which uh, that? it's ba- I- I'm- I'm viewing it as the black sulfuric vortex. Okay. It's two colors in a black. If an opponent would gain life, that player loses that much life instead.
2: Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Not attacking with a batter skull.
1: Batter skull. <laughs> it's like you attack with batter skull and you lose four life. <laughs>
2: oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that's really good. It gives black access to a sulfuric vortex type effect, which it is really good, uh, for- It
0: actually makes black red burn really good in modern too, then, right? I mean, just in general too. Yeah. Like one black, I mean, I don't know, I guess you could
1: use bump of the night and shit, but now you don't have to worry about a jit. Mm-hmm. And then also, we haven't even talked about the one that's probably gonna see the most legacy play, is the Shaman of the Pact. Oh. oh. Did you freaking see that card?
2: Uh, uh, I don't think so. What what color is it in?
1: Oh, my God. It's actually a cycle. The entire cycle is pretty interesting. But this one's definitely, like, elves players are creaming their pants because it just gives them another win condition. It's one colorless, one black, one green. For a 3-2, because elf beatdown wasn't already a problem. <laughs> Uh, it's an elf shaman, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you
0: control. Oh. So, here's my question as an uncommon. Mm-hmm. Does that just, uh...
1: I would, I would, when this set comes out, pick up foil copies of Shaman of the Pack, because it's going to be worth money down the line.
0: Sure, but I guess what I'm curious, like,
1: would you play four of those and stop playing Crater Hoof? No, you run one of those as a Green Sun Zenith, or even a Natural Order target, and then you just bounce it with Wirewood Symbiote and keep replaying it. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's basically when they have when they have like a Containment Priest or a Graftiggers Cage or another card preventing you from searching your library for Crater Hoof. This is your way to reach and close out games because. Elves is already really good at p- pretending to be a fair deck and beating down with two twos. Uh-huh. This is a 3-2, so it's even better at beating down. And it gives the reach of just having the engine of bouncing with Wirewood Symbiote Replay, bounce with re- Wirewood Symbiote Replay, on oh. uh, just draining life. It, right. it just gives, it gives Elves an out to a lot of the sideboard hate that Elves struggles with.
2: That is something. I'm thinking I might pick up some copies of that.
1: Yeah, um I'm think I'm gonna get a Japanese or Russian box of this set, and I'm really yeah. hoping I get a foil in that box. <laughs> that, I think that's, that seems pretty good actually. Wouldn't yeah. it just be cheaper to buy a foreign copy of that card? I mean, I want a box anyways, cause, I mean, I don't remember talking about this many cards for Legacy in a long time.
3: Yeah.
1: The
0: only, uh, you know, this, of course, I, I gotta, I gotta get excited to brew some sort of hot pile of garbage, right, so. Mm-hmm. I do like that little days undoing. I like the five color, the five casting cost tutor, but I think the only thing that actually has me truly excited in this set
1: mm-hmm.
0: is doing drafts again with tim- timber pack wolf.
1: Yep. Uh, well, also goblin pile driver. I think the goblin pile driver reprint is awesome because it means goblins is a pretty good deck in modern. And yeah. also it's <laughs> goblins is now standard legal because between Goblin Rabblemaster and Goblin Pile Driver.
2: Yeah, there will be a short time where they're in standard together.
1: Yeah, that is scary. I would, I, I wish I just had that deck put together. I don't want to buy any of the cards, but I feel that would be probably one of the most fun standard decks you could play in a long time. Uh, um. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm not terribly familiar with modern or standard. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> also, the other one. Uh, that's really interesting is the Bounding Crassus. Yeah, that makes a little Splinter Twin garbage. Yep. Yep. Now, I mean, it's one color, one green, one blue for a 3-3 three, three flash when it enters the battlefield, tap, tap. So, a lot of people are saying it's going to be replacing Deceiver Exarch. Yeah, I, well,
0: that might actually, just as a flash 3-3, three, three, that might actually fuck up Sneak and
1: Show out of rug Delver. Uh, I don't think rug Delver would run this. the cost three. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm just thinking like I put in
0: Emmer, cool right before combat on Necrassus. <laughs> like this <What's>... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, I don't understand a world where that would take place though.
0: <laughs> um I don't know, I had it happen in modern. I put Emmercool in play and somebody flashed into Deceiver X and I'm like, that's why I play
1: not of this world. No. Okay. Oh, you mean just find to... oh so if to you tap like... it down. Yeah, if you like Goryo's Vengeance, and then they have to sack it end of turn.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's Emrakul, yeah, I mean, like if you yeah. put an if you put an it's just you know I don't play Maze of Ith in a Delver deck. I don't know. I'm just there's really I can't think of any other fucking use of Bounding Crassus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: and, and I don't I don't play modern. So
1: I don't know. Yeah, it, it's pretty much just for the Splinter Twin, but it's just uh, a better creature for Splinter Twin than Deceiver Exarch. Uh, just because Splinter Twin oftentimes is just going to be on the beatdown plan, anyways.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but isn't Deceiver X is just one blue, right? Isn't that the benefit? Is that it's only one color?
1: Yeah, or, it's only a one four.
0: Like now, you need two red, two colorless for Splinter Twin. Plus, you need a blue. Now you need a green also.
1: Yeah, but those colors aren't aren't that troubling because I mean they're running rug colors anyways. You know, having
0: what are, having, wait, what are having, they having running Kansas, green for? Having uh, I thought Splinter Twin was just blue red.
1: Now Tarmo Twin runs Tarmagoids.
0: So. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Hmm. Yeah. What, what about Harbinger of the Tides? Garbage?
1: What is that? What, I don't think I've seen that one yet.
0: Oh, that's the Merfolk. Harbinger of the Tides, 2 blue. Merfolk wizard. You may cast him as though he had flash. If you pay 2 more to cast him, when he enters the battlefield, you may return target-tapped creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Um... That's actually kind of fucking funky.
1: What rare road rarity is it?
0: It's a rare Harbinger of the Tides. It's 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 the one that it's the one that got printed from Merfolk. It, where here, oh. Where are
1: you? Okay, yeah. You yep, I it. found it.
0: Everybody was excited about him when he was spoiled, and I kind of looked at it, and go, I can't see fitting him into my Merfolk deck. Yeah, I, I don't mean,
1: see like, what, there's. I don't. I don't see anything that you'd replace with this guy.
0: I suppose like. I, I don't it has know. To be a I still, tapped
1: creature. If it was an untapped creature, like yeah. Well, they're doing maybe? bounding.
0: They're doing bounding crisis. You know, bounding crisis makes something tapped. Yeah, but they actually... are bounding crisis. No, but standard. Who knows what the hell they're doing in standard? Uh, we talked like, standard. We talked uh, play, though, right? Well the, well, the thing in legacy is I still have Tidebinder Mage. Yeah, I, I haven't really been using it because I haven't been seeing a lot of green. But that'll tap a guy and Harbinger of Tides will put him back in your hand. I mean, it's not as good as, like, Lord of Atlantis and Master of the Pearl Trident, but...
1: If he's already tapped, why do you need to put him back in his hand?
0: Depends what it is.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's going to see any Legacy play. Like, maybe Modern play, but I doubt it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I just... I don't know. I still... I still like, uh... Uh, what... What... True Name Nemesis? (laughs) Like, what the hell is that thing? (laughs) I still like that. Fucking Merfolk. It's hard for me to, like, fit a Merfolk creature into my deck. Yeah. I'd... I'm actually tempted to... Sl- I was starting to sleeve it up now. I was debating. Um, I'm going down to Atlanta, and uh, I may end up running into boxing down there, and um, he might bring me to a little legacy game on a Saturday or something. I'm debating if I should bring Food Chain of Merfolk.
1: Oh, Food Chain. <laughs> food Chain! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized the Painlands are being reprinted again.
2: Yes, they are.
1: Flooding the market with those.
2: Yeah. I did, I got rid of mine, uh, a few months ago. Maybe, like, maybe like a month or two ago. All my standard ones.
1: I'm glad I didn't pick any up for EDH. I'm gonna have to pick them up soon, though. Uh,
2: well, if you get that
0: box. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have them in Japanese and Russian foil.
1: Hell yeah. yeah. I actually kinda really like this Al- Alhamara's archive. If you, it's five colorless for an artifact. If you would gain life, gain twice that much life. If you would draw a card, draw two cards. Uh, that I mean, plays
2: well with Grizzle Brand.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it
2: does seem like a win more card, though, right? So oh, yeah. it's totally
1: win more. Like, I don't see it in any competitive play, but that just looks hilarious.
2: <laughs> that does look pretty great.
1: Um, so also speaking of five mana artifacts is the Pyromancer's Goggles. Oh, five, yeah. Five colorless tap to add red to your mana pool when that mana is spent to cast a red instant or sorcery spell. Copy that spell and you may choose new targets for that copy.
0: You know what I thought about Fadet was really through the breach.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> Just double up through the breach. Yeah, the problem is is it's hard it's hard if you don't um have two fatties in play in hand,
0: yeah you I mean you could tell me why my idea is bad. I already know it's bad <laughs>
1: okay I'm just I'm just, to,
0: I'm just trying to think of a use for that card. I'm, I'm just like, we're
1: on the same page <laughs> five, five
0: mana for a double lightning bolt sounds like shit to me
1: <laughs> yep um I know th- what I think is really cute with Grizzlebrand two is uh the Chandra's Ignition three colorless red red for sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent.
0: Okay, so it's like a one-way fight.
1: Yeah, but because it's Grizzlebrand, you gain seven life for each target it hits. Yeah, that's pretty. It's te- pretty cute. It's yeah, that- a lot of mana, though. <laughs> it yeah. is a lot of mana, but it's cute.
0: What about the uh, you, Eddie thought? What do you think about that demonic pact?
1: Uh, which one's that?
0: That's the awkward black enchantment. You choose yeah. one of these four things that hasn't been chosen yet. Wait, it, yeah, I,
2: it's, I, <laughs> Demonic. It's, it's a mythic. Two it's, two black black enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. Choose one that hasn't been chosen. Uh, Demonic pack deals four damage to target creature or player, and you gain four life. Uh, target opponent discards two cards, draw two cards, <laughs> and finally you lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> That seems that seems like it's really fun oh, to play with,
1: oh my God that <laughs> awesome. I want to put together a casual deck that runs this and donate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder oh uh, yeah, I guess' because it's been in play. Uh, those three have been chosen yeah. <laughs> and
1: there's a, isn't there, there's that goblin that like lets you donate a permanent to a player. <laughs> it's like one color one red. Tap it. Donate. Target permanent. <laughs> oh,
2: that's awesome.
1: Oh uh, man, uh, I think that's hilarious. I think that's terrible if you don't have a way to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish they had just given us freaking damnation, but at least they give us something to hold over with the language. Oh,
3: man.
1: <laughs> Two colorless black, black. All creatures get minus four, minus four until end of turn. Just give us damnation. Just give I, it to us. <laughs> that takes care of the batter skull token. Ah, uh, I, I want damnation.
0: Yeah, doesn't everybody, but that seems like that's just the common, like, everybody piss their pants turn. Uh, you know what? Spoilers to say they want damnation. Jerry? Yeah? Is there a way to use this elemental bond that you can think of?
1: Where's elemental bond? It's okay.
0: a green uncommon enchantment. Whenever a creature with power three or greater enters the battlefield, under your control, draw a card.
1: It reminds me of fe- fe- Fecundancy, or whatever the frick that is.
0: Sure, Fecundancy, I don't know what the hell that is, but I know what the word is.
1: <laughs> there you go. Fecundancy, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, it was two coalesce and a green, whenever a creature dies, draw a card.
0: I'm just trying to think of like, I mean, I guess the funny thing about Elemental Bond is if you actually used it with that little Krasis guy who's a 3-3 three, three and a Splinter Twin, yeah. every time you make another creature you get another card.
1: Uh yeah, that's true. Um,
0: but I mean, if you're making infinite creatures, what do you want to deck yourself for? I don't know.
1: Well, I think it also goes well with the Garrick that puts four fours into play. Oh. Or also the actually all the Garricks put three threes into play. So I think it's a pretty good curve. Uh, Kurt going this into Garrick and then start pumping out three threes and drawing cards.
0: What the hell else would put three threes into play? Terastodon.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's good. I think it's good yeah. if you can
1: do it. I, I think it curves really well into Garrick. Like, you just drop this, then Garrick, then activate Garrick that turn to put a 3-3 three, three into play and draw a card. Mm. Like, I think that's value right there. He replaces. Could, it.
2: I mean, you could run Colonial Tusker. It's green-green for a 3-3. Three, three.
1: I, I just start, like, dumping those into play.
2: Yeah. Colonial Tusker, you can get, um... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what's repeatable 33s. Three yeah, yeah. Swordwise Centaur is a is a three two for green. green.
0: Holy ah. shit, you know what's actually really cute though is a a lord-based elf deck. Or actually if you just splashed green and merfolk? Mm. No, I guess if you get lords out that are make it 33s you already won.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't think merfolk really needs that. No. Um,
0: I don't know. I just it's just it, uh, so you were excited about that other card because it said draw a card <laughs> <Like> this, <laughs> this, this kind of looks like it says draw more than one
1: yeah, yeah. no it, it's pretty good I think that card is I see it in kind of like a mono green green machine
3: mm-hmm.
0: where
1: it's just dropping uh, like thruns and experiment ones and Tarmagoifs and then this is just like the engine that keeps going because that's the problem with those decks is they don't have any card draw and they don't have any card filter so if they, they just hit dead patches in their deck of all lands or all useless cards, they're kind of dead in the water, where this card can help them power through those dead patches. Oh, yeah. I did just notice that Elves also got a Lord in this set.
0: That Capria broke the Cade, yep.
1: Yeah. is they really? Yeah. Jesus Christ, two colors, two green, it's... Dwinin. Oh, yeah. D- Dwinin. D- Dwinnin yeah. <laughs> Dwight Dwight from the office is on the <laughs> Dwinnon guilt leaf Gain. two colors, <laughs> green green for a three four you know just because with reach you know why not uh, other elf oh, yeah <laughs> yeah whatever other elf creatures you control get plus one plus one whenever he attacks you gain one life for each attacking elf you control. I don't think it's good enough for legacy, but I could see that in modern elves.
0: Fuck that, yeah. dude! Wouldn't that just beat Ren's Run's Packmaster?
1: Nah, Now,
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking Ren's
1: Run. That actually combos with that. uh That draw card, green enchantment. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. But Ren's Run just is pumping out bigger dudes. What do you guys think of the new mechanics?
0: I'm actually um, that spell mastery actually seems really easy to do.
1: Yeah, especially it's really a legacy. Really
0: fucking abusable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that actually makes me nervous how abusable that can be.
1: Like, Fiery Impulse? That's another interesting red card. It's one red for an instant, deals two damage to target creature, Spell Mastery, deals three damage instead.
0: Yeah, that could be extra lightning bolts in a burn deck, sure. Easily. If it, if, it, if it said creature or player, I would like that card in Legacy. But oh, shit, it doesn't like, say I mean, player.
1: <laughs> if it said player, too. It's just, it's that would just be creature. Yeah, um, that would be the, the lightning bolt uh, nine through twelve, that they've yep. been.
2: It, it would be right behind. Right behind. uh chain uh, lightning. <laughs> yeah,
1: chain
2: la- yep, chain lightning and bolt. Yeah, it's,
1: actually, uh, it would probably be in front of chain lightning because it's an instant.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: You, you could actually play it during combat. You know, just keep.
0: <laughs> I thought it actually said player.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, he's going to play that against me, and he's going to try and target my face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, um I wanted to thank you, Jerry, because. I did not miss a single Delver trigger on Saturday.
1: Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> yep. Nice, yeah, I, I noticed you were doing the dice trick.
2: I did, yep, I did the dice trick, and it worked, it was great, it was awesome, I didn't miss... That's what I was saying, like, I I feel like, even though this is only the second time out with the deck, I've gotten a lot of practice with it, I feel a lot more proficient with it, you know? All right,
0: yeah. so, this fucking Vidalcan Wizard, Museum... Midway. Oh,
1: yeah, I wanted to bring this up, Kyle, Kyle talked to me about this card, he's all about this card, um using Riptide Laboratory with it. Um, so, bounce
0: Target Wizard?
1: Yeah, Bounce Target Wizard is Riptide Laboratory. It's a land. This guy is misdirect on a creature.
0: Yeah. Mm. I'm actually curious if you'd see, like, what? counter yeah. Counterbalance float the three drop for the show and tell and flash this in for Abrupt Decay. Because you can redirect abrupt, abrupt Decay to it.
2: Yeah, Mizium Meddler, two and a blue. Uh, he's a creature, Vidalkin Wizard. He has Flash... When Mizium Meddler enters the battlefield, you may change a target of a target spell or ability to Mizium Meddler, and he's a 1-4. So he's got a good, got a decent body.
1: Mhm. You know? Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I don't know if the Riptide Laboratory works, cause it seems like he's gonna be dying a lot. Like a lot of the things that you're changing the targets to him for, um, are things that are gonna kill him. You're gonna be either getting like counter spells, or you're gonna be getting like abrupt decays. Hmm. I but like
3: that though, that's kinda I,
1: cool. Yeah, it's, it's a way for a blue deck to counter an abrupt decay, that's for sure. Cause, you know, counterbalance needed more reasons to be good. Just looking at the meteorite.
0: Trying to figure out if it's worth trying to use it with deck fading and goblin welder.
1: Um, he would, that was actually, that's a reprint.
0: Sure. But,
1: it's, uh, new to me. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of interesting it. with, uh, goblin welder, uh, welder.
0: Yeah, I remember thinking probably... I think I was thinking the same thing with Bob- Goblin Boom Keg, and I never did anything with that either, so...
1: Yeah. A
0: lot of, that's the thing with spoilers. Every time they come out, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could... Now, nah, there's better shit I could be doing like three months later. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder if I could... Nah, there's better shit I could be doing.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about the Renown mechanic? I
2: I dig it. It's I mean, it's, it's fine. Um,
1: it just seems really hard to activate. Like, if you draw it late, that card does shit. Right, <laughs> yeah.
0: In, in, in Legacy, it, it's not, no, I don't,
2: I don't.
1: See yeah, I don't see it seeing any play in Legacy. Like, no. I was, no. I was kind of excited about the hierarch spoof, but then I realized. Yeah,
2: like the, the, the strictly worst noble hierarch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: That, that was the, uh, green for a 1-1 creature human wizard, renowned one, uh, when this creature deals combat damage to a player. If it isn't renowned, put a plus one plus one counter on it and it becomes renowned. And as long as Honored Hierarch is renowned, it has Vigilance and tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So it's, it's great in the early game, right? It's great. Turn one, maybe turn two. It's a terrible top deck in the late game. It's terrible if you're behind.
1: It's It's terrible if they have a one drop too.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) If they're playing Delver, it's awful. It's, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that card. Not at all. I mean, it's going to be great for, it'll be great for limited. Um, but I don't see it getting played anywhere else. Because there's no way to add just it's not like a like you can add a plus one plus one counter to it and it gets renowned. It has to like it has to be renowned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Renown is almost like uh almost like an emblem versus just a plus one plus one counter.
1: Yeah. Also, did you see the mana gorger hydra? People were saying that was one mana off from being the next Tarmogoyf.
0: Yeah, that's the one that gets a plus one each time you cast a spell. Each time anybody casts a spell,
1: Yeah, it's two colorless and a green for a one one with trample. Whenever any player casts a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on it.
2: So So you're playing it turn three?
1: Yeah, that's the thing is like if or it two. costs if it costs one colorless one green, like I could totally see that be being the new budget version for Charmagoyf because It's gonna get it, gain in size at roughly the same rate Atomic Life is, and then it's gonna keep going even afterwards.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, but my my issue with it is that it's gonna die to, it's gonna die to Lightning Bolt the turn it comes into play. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's a kill on site. It's definitely a kill on sight type card.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, because it's gonna get out of hand. Um, I think
1: that's definitely going in my uh, blue-green EDH deck though. (laughs) Like, that card's insane in multiplayer games. Oh yeah. Oh for like, sure. A, like that good. thing's a ten ten one turn around the table. Can would you is there was, is there? Would, would you a, do that
0: though? <laughs> would you start with like a nimble mongoose tarmacoyf Hydra? Would you oh, just start you just like
1: curve into it? <laughs> blasting
0: out a green deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that um green machine's a deck in modern, just mono green creatures.
2: That actually would be awesome. Nimble <laughs> mongoose nimble <laughs> mongoose, and its harmo into that? Yeah. That would see, okay, so that makes sense because then they're gonna prioritize um, they're gonna prioritize Tarmogoy over Mana Hydra, right?
3: Yep.
0: So that Abrupt Decay just triggered up Mana Hydra.
2: Yeah. Now he's now he's a two-two. Ah, two.
0: Uh, that's actually not bad. That's
2: that's actually kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool until your opponent casts Supreme Verdict.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Terminus, but yeah, alright, so it dies to Doomblade? I mean, is that where we're going?
1: (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, there's a reason why mono creature decks don't often win tournaments.
0: (laughs) I'm still, I'm still waiting to see the White Goif. What the hell was that, Myth Realized?
1: Yeah, yeah, waiting on that to come along. Still (laughs) waiting. (laughs) Is there
2: there any cheap card that gives, that gives a creature um, hexproof? Is there anything cheap that you can throw on
0: there? Yeah, mizium skin.
1: Uh, isn't that? A, it's only temporary though. Is there anything that I don't think there's no? because per- no, if it, it will, I don't know if there's anything that permanently gives something hexproof. I mean, I, you're
2: obviously setting yourself up for a two for one, but if you're able to give him hexproof, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty
1: insane. Oh, there's the uh I almost forgot cuz and I played it in Legacy too. <laughs> the uh card for uh Frexian Dreadnought. The cloud uh uh cloud cloud form. It's one blue blue man, uh, manifest the top card of your library. It has flying and hexproof. I mean, it's real hard to set up.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, you got to set it up, but uh, that, that's that's something.
1: I also got really excited about Flame Shadow Conjuring until I realized every creature I wanted to put in play with it wouldn't work. Uh, so Flame Shadow Conjuring is three colors on a red. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one red. If you do put a token onto the battlefield, that's a copy of that creature. That token gains haste, to exile it at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, And I'm just like, oh, man, that goes great in, like, a mono-red sneak attack. And I put Grizzle. Oh, wait, no, Legend Roll. Oh, yeah. wait, I like, never... <laughs> oh, legend Roll. Uh, I put, like, Grave Titan? I think Grave Titan is the best thing you put into play off of that.
2: Progenitus is, uh... Is, uh, Legendary, right? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, once you get to the big creatures, Legendary becomes more of, like, uh... Hindering than a benefit. Yeah, no, it's like it's a it it's a liability. It's like okay, now it dies to Caracas. Now it dies. uh, You know, you know, you can't really do cheaty stuff.
0: You're you're allowed one of them, and they drop Liliana.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. It's like it's legendary is more of a downfall than anything.
2: Adrian, did you see the new Mulligan rules? They're doing it at the next. Pro oh group? yeah! I
1: can't believe we didn't even talk about that.
2: We're talking about it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like, oh, we don't have anything else to talk about. Let's wrap this yeah. up. Like, oh no, this, this is, is huge. <laughs>
2: this is why I write stuff down on a piece of paper before we podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so the new Mulligan rule is basically, um, you do your Paris Mulligan the same way you always do with you know each player, with the person who has uh, who has uh, who's going to you know lead off and going to be on the play chooses to mulligan the other person chooses to mulligan you know how that goes and then um after mulligans are resolved you have the chance to if you did mulligan again in the order of who is going to play you get to scry one what did you guys think of that i thought that was i mean it's going to be rolled out for the pro tour origins and then they're going to see how that works
1: but what i guess that i think it's going to be rolled out everywhere i don't see it them not instituting it unless like the world comes to an end during the pro tour <laughs> sure but jerry what's what's your impression of it um, I'm thinking this is the move that may finally get Delver banned.
2: You no, so. I. You know what? I was doing the. Ma- I was. I've seen people do the math, and the amount that that actually changes, especially in Legacy and Modern, it, it doesn't give you that much of, a, of an advantage that, because you have to think you're going to have to play a land on turn one that is not a fetch land. You're going to have to. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It, there's. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that it's going to be as much of an impact. I was. I was watching a little Twitter conversation. Because uh, Nate Holt, kind of the guy who does Walk the Plains, I don't know if you guys watched that series, mm-hmm. um, but it's really funny. Uh, anyway, he was he had asked that question, and I saw quite a few um, pro players who I very much trust their judgment, um, and the, the I guess Frank Carson would be the one to really ask about this, but. Um, the math mm-hmm. I, apparently does not work that much In Delver's favor And Jerry you're just salty because I beat you at Delver The last few times we played ah, Son of a bitch <laughs> I'm trying to get my Delver banned I just bought <laughs> this deck man You're going to
1: follow Bob <laughs> Wong on that
2: Not all of us have a closet full of money From trading gold and silver
1: <laughs> I don't have a closet full I have a small cupboard I hate you <laughs> It's like Harry so- Potter
2: it's like it's like the like the last season of Breaking Bad where the dude's just laying on the pallet full of money, like stacked like four four and a half feet high.
1: <laughs> Not so, at all. Not at all. <laughs>
2: Jerry didn't Jerry didn't buy a mattress this weekend. He just wanted something to a box to put all his money in so he could sleep. Yeah,
0: on. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so, what's your impression of the Mulligan rule,
1: Jerry? Um, I definitely think it's a good thing. Um, I think something had to be done with the Mulligan rule for a long time. I just had no idea what should be done just because it's one of those it's one of those mechanics that's really hard to tweak without throwing the entire thing out of whack mm-hmm. what do you mean so it because it's such solid numbers you can't take like half a draw um it's only in full increments of cards and it's just it it's not enjoyable to either player when the game ends because someone just mulls to oblivion um, and it's it's not very competitive, and it, it's not really in the spirit of the tournament. You know, I don't want to win because my opponent mulled to three. I, that
0: always feels bad, yeah.
1: I want to win because, you know, I deserve to win. But right. at the same time, I don't want my opponent to be able to take, like, three free mulligans and then turn ones me with tendrils. <laughs> So,
0: I mean. Yeah, it, yeah, almost got me there. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I know where you were going with that.
0: Where was <laughs> I going with
1: that? You're like, oh, everyone should have free gentleman mulligans like we did in the good old days.
0: <laughs> no, that's not where I was going with that.
1: Because I remember playing those rules too. Yeah, just mulligan no. until you have a good hand and we'll play that way. No. <laughs> okay. That's not where I was going. Lands, lotus petal, lotus petal, dark ritual, dark ritual. <laughs> that's
0: not where I was going. No, where I was going is. is as somebody who will play Tin fins being a kill you with four cards in my hand deck, mm-hmm. the ability to multi and scry one
1: <laughs> doesn't yeah. sound that bad to me I know right that's what I'm saying it's such a hard mechanic to tweak because there are lots of decks that can really take advantage of the tweaks
0: i'm actually yeah i'm curious I'm curious of the implications as far as like okay do i need to mold a force of will and can i afford to mull and scry a force of will like i'm curious to see how this ends up panning out once it's actually in play and you know and and of course legacy is not full of turn one decks
1: right right it's just you have to be cognizant of the threat of them they could be there doesn't necessarily they will be there but they could be there uh, but I think for all other aspects, especially for, like, standard, modern, especially draft, definitely Unlimited. I think it's a huge deal and definitely a big upgrade. I think it definitely has some implications that need to be ironed out in Legacy.
0: That's a, that's a good point for Sealed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, uh, I feel yeah. that's where it has the biggest effect. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely like it. I do like also that you don't get the scry until after you've decided to keep the hand... You know, no more of that encouraging to go peeksies after you, when you're mulliganing.
0: <laughs> Actually, boy, that's a good point. That's a good point. When can you tell when somebody's scrying and when can you tell when they're just looking at the top card?
1: Yeah, they're just going peeksies.
0: Because they've already Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I bet there's, there's going be to be some though. judge calls over that. Because people aren't very good at announcing, uh, you know, beginning of games. Oftentimes, my opponent will draw cards and then I see them look at the top of their deck and I'm just like, uh, what are you doing there? (laughs) He's like, I'm going to
0: mulligan. Oh, he's
1: like, I'm going to mulligan. I'm like, yeah, you're damn right you're going to (laughs) mulligan.
2: Yeah, I I think, I I definitely think that it's going to be one of those things where both players are responsible for keeping a, keeping the game state, and I Mm. think that includes, like, resolving mulligans. Um, usually when I keep, you know, if and when I decide to mulligan, um, I'll, you know, I'll tell the player before I even, if, I don't ever look at the top card of my deck. I think it's a very bad habit to get into. I think that I think that only is, that's only gonna reinforce bad habits there.
1: I did it once, I did it once at, uh, the Bunch of Duels, and it was the turn one win. And I'm like, damn it, I shouldn't have looked at the top card. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and, and I it's one of those things where you're only, you're only going to reinforce bad decision making by looking at the top card of your deck. Yeah, it's gonna encourage
1: you to keep sketchy ass hands.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. It, It, yeah, it would, it would convince you like, oh, you know, I saw the, you know, the top card the last time, you know. Oh, definitely. There's a there's a Griselbrand on top of my deck for whatever the case is. So I don't look at the top part of my deck, but when I do mulligan, I do say, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to keep the or I'm going to mulligan." And then I'll throw it on top of the deck and start shuffling from there. Um, I think that with the new rules, if you mulligan, you say, "I keep." You wait for your opponent to say, "I keep," based on you know, again, the turn, the turn progress, um, and then you would scry, and then you would yep. begin your turn. You
1: know? Right.
2: I think I, I just think that's one of those things where when they went from the old old way of mulliganing, which was I think it was was it the one land or seven land hands you get to you get a free mulligan on is that how is that how Magic first was I can't remember.
1: Um,
2: <sighs> when it first was when it first started it, it was like it wasn't, it wasn't, well I mean what I mean is like it, it was wasn't, all it wasn't, lands it wasn't, it
1: wasn't. or no lands you could reveal your you could reveal your hands and if it had no lands or all lands you got a free mulligan off of it yeah that exactly. was rule but exactly.
0: then somebody made a deck called Lands.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Then people like yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but
2: you know that so that was the way that things started out. But I don't know when the Paris Mulligan rules went into effect. But it's been the same way for a very long time. Um, I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a net positive.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a, a good upgrade. Um, also, kind of a smaller note, but I actually think is pretty important, uh, especially considering how controversial it's been lately. Is they set standards for feature matches? Yeah. Big deal. Uh, yeah, no longer allowed to have lands in front. No longer <laughs> have <cards> upside down. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's true though, because if you watch, you know they're trying to make they're trying to make Magic more palatable for a viewer, far, right. and, and and not like not like <laughs> not like someone like you or Adrian who like you guys know what all the cards do by the art by the alternate art by the Japanese art whatever the hell you know what I mean. They're, That's
1: make they get Japanese.
2: They're trying to make it, they're trying to make it more palatable for the average viewer like myself. Like, hey, if I want to watch some legacy magic, like, it'd be cool to, like, have all the cards going the same way and, you know, not have, you know, just, just make them look fucking normal. You know what I
1: mean?
2: (laughs) So, so when you have someone like Adrian Sullivan who plays his cards, you know, his lands... Lands in front,
1: upside down. (laughs)
2: Exactly. It's like, what is going on? It's very confusing for, for someone who isn't familiar with the game. Uh, I just think it's a net positive change, and I can, and I saw Adrian Sullivan, um, he already said that, hey, I'm fine with this, it's, it's for the good of the game, it's not really a big deal. Because again, it's only for feature matches, so, you know, unless you're, you know, at the top tables like Jerry normally is, like, it's not gonna affect you, like, I'll never have to worry about this rule, so.
1: Until my breaker's holding back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... the
0: thing I'm actually curious about is, does it add, uh, misdirection? As far as, like, I'm going to put my lands on the front so that everybody has to pay attention to the fact that they need to correct. My lands are in the front now. Nobody notices. I just grabbed the batter skull from the bottom of my deck.
2: Well, again, it's only it's only applies for feature matches. That's the only place where this is enforced. Yeah. Sure,
0: but it, you ever it, see some of the covered. cheating on? You ever see the cheating on feature matches It occurs, man? Sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, well, it's it's going to be like any other cheat, I guess. You have to you have to be. Yeah, it's
0: just. I'm just, it's, I'm just wondering about the impacts of added misdirection.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel that's a small price to pay.
0: Yeah. Sure. I, no,
1: it's just it's just. I, I, I do like, though, what I was going to say is that uh, Chris Lansdell is okay with it because I'm pretty sure he's the reason why this rule is coming into place because <laughs> I think it was either, like, the semifinals or the finals of one of the GPs where it was, like, Chris Lansdell versus Paulo Vitor, Dona de Rosa. Oh, they were,
3: God.
1: They were <laughs> both playing Esper Dragons, which are really complicated board state-type decks. Uh, Paulo Vitor was playing with lands in front, and Chris Lansdell was playing with lands in front, uh, with cards upside down. So it just looked like the entire board state was just one person playing solitaire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it was just so hard for people to keep track of and people are just like, Yep, I just turned it off because I don't need to deal with that bullshit.
2: Is that is that the same match where they were where one was advancing on the other one's play mat? Did you see that?
1: Oh uh, well, I think it was that one too, yeah. <laughs>
2: so they're like you know how you have like you have your, like your play mat and then you have like the quote unquote red zone where you're Supposed to push your creatures forward when they attack. They were like going like over the far side of the red zone and playing their cards from there. It was it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the world's it was the world's nerdiest pissing contest. It was great. yeah,
1: <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was another change as well, wasn't there? Like a smaller there, change. There was. Uh, I have to look it up.
0: So I was going to say early scoop in the top eight. <laughs> I, I got. Um, there was some entry. There was an entry that came in.
1: Oh fancy oh, yeah
0: so 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 actually, and it was kind of interesting, you know Braden mailed down some cards from Canada oh nice. very nice and and he sent some uh I don't even know that he he sent he sent five cards and actually and then I, and I looked at the postage and I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of postage for the cards that he sent, but it was it was awesome, you know and he, he's uh he he wanted to encourage what we were doing. And I thought that was fucking mint, so early, early scooping a top eight to Braden. And, you know, uh little piece of history, I guess. He was like the first guy that was actually in the Facebook group, too. Guy's guy, a podcast phenom. Listens to a lot of them, anyway. So, scoop. Sweet. Scoop early. Did you find your thing, your pet? <laughs> uh, I got another one. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, no, go on, go
0: on. All right, now I got to look up the name. Who was who the guy that you met up with at, uh... John.
1: John.
2: John Carmen.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh...
1: He's a cool dude.
0: Should we even... So, he he hit me up and mentioned, I believe, uh, Pat, you actually have
2: it now, right? I do, yeah. He gave me a few boxes of cards, like a few of the holiday gift boxes, a couple of the uh, Fat pad boxes, fat Pack boxes, rather, and uh, he also gave me a playmat for the contest, which was awesome. Yeah,
1: big yeah. shout-out to him.
2: So so
0: yeah uh, John Kerman um, you know, Hit me up and wanted to uh, Donate a lot of bulk comments To the charity drive also And he also donated a Vendillion Click Las Vegas Playmat for uh, For what we're doing here So there's another playmat entered in Yeah that's awesome
1: And it, it definitely seems like we're going to hit the uh, What was our benchmark $300 was the max No five. dollars $500 I think it Even, was one. Yeah, one
0: one in the GPDCs, two at the Dark Confidants. Was it three? Maybe it was three.
2: It was. Uh, I have to look
0: whatever the yet. hell it was. Yeah,
1: whatever. We'll, we'll it was. check. Well, we also, uh Pat, did you want to announce the uh, the little deal you have with the store?
2: Oh yeah. So I went down to. I know I've talked about him a few times. Um, Tony runs this little store called G Two Games. Um, it's down in Uxbridge, Mass. Um, he, he's the closest store to me, and so I've been getting my, my a lot of my singles from there. Uh, only because his, his prices are honestly like rock bottom compared to everyone around here. I've gotten stuff there cheaper than what I get it at TCG Low, uh, which is sweet. So I go in there and, and he's always great. Uh, so I, I texted him yesterday or the day before and I said, Hey, I told him, I kind of told him about the podcast. He listened to a couple episodes he really liked it. Um, I told him that we were doing a fundraiser and he typically buy lists, uh, both commons and uncommons at like five bucks. Which, again, for the area is, like, really high because I think um, a competing store down the road does it for, like, two or three. Um, mm-hmm. So he's already given us a, a pretty good deal on that. But he actually said he'd be more than happy to give us uh, a few extra dollars per thousand, um, like, eight bucks for every thousand cards we bring in. So uh, I was really excited that Tony went out of his way and was, like, totally behind us on the thing. He didn't give us any kind of upper limit. So I think as far as, you know, as, far as he's willing to go, we'll just keep bringing parts to him. I'm happy to bring him over there. Um, and I was just really happy. He was, he was really excited to, to get behind us with this.
1: Awesome. So it's, uh, G2 Games in Uxbridge. Yeah.
2: Yep. G2 Games in Uxbridge. He's got a cool little storefront. He actually just moved recently. Um, so I don't know if he's updated his address in the Facebook page. Um, but it's a cool little store. He, he is always has stuff coming in and out of there. He does a lot of stuff on, on, uh, TCG players. So we can always link, um, his storefront in the show notes. Uh, but he's always like one of the, one of the lowest prices on there. He makes it a point to be, you know, right. Right at the bottom with everyone else at, at, with TCG. So if you go to his store, you're going to find stuff pretty much cheaper than everyone else and you can get it all from one place and his shipping, his shipping's awesome. It's Tony? Uh, yep, Tony.
0: Alright, I'm going to, I'm going to end up going down to Uxbridge soon, I'm sure. So I'll probably stop in and, uh, check his store out anyway.
2: Yeah, he's awesome, man. Like I said, I, I had, I've gone to him a few times and been like, Hey, do you have this card? And he's like, no, I don't have it here. Um, he's like, but I'll get back to you. And he'll like shoot me a message on Facebook and be like, Hey, man, I have what you were looking for. He did that with uh, the Volcanic Island. I went in one day. I said, hey, I'm looking for some volcanics. He said, oh, I don't have any right now. And then he called me like a day or two later. He said, hey, I have the Volcanic, and if you want to come take a look at it. Nice. So, yeah, he's awesome. He's always got great follow-through on that stuff. He's, he's great. I also
0: checked. uh I was doing some homework over the weekend anyway and uh got through Wounded Warrior to... Because I I was noticing through MTGCast there's only, like, subscription. You could do, like, uh, one month, two month, three month, but there's no just uh, direct amount, Mm -hmm. like, donate thing. Um, You know, I found it through Wounded Warrior, but I was going through MTGCast, and I couldn't find a way to do that, so I got in contact with Chewie, who got me in contact with, how did he put it, the MFIC. (laughs) So he got me in contact with the the motherfucker in charge. (laughs) (laughs) And, and apparently what happens um, The software that they use Charges extra to donate to, to have a donate feature like that It charges one amount to have the subscription fee But it charges extra To have a one donate fee um, So I was talking to him in a way That I could actually just do it through a PayPal Or I could actually just direct To the MFIC So That was, uh, yeah, that was interesting I was sending him some message like Friday night You got a hold of me Saturday morning so that's kind of cool. Nice. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And so, what else? What else, gentlemen? I think we covered everything. Did we ever find that thing we were looking for, Pat?
2: I dude, I'm still looking for it. It's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> the, I'm trying this, to think. This, like this website, website is so bad. So it, it's this so bad. Is
0: Oh, so bad. oh, you're looking for like another rules change or something?
2: Yeah. There was there was three things. I think. I know we covered two of them. Uh,
0: I thought you wrote them all down before we started recording.
2: <laughs> I did. I wrote down Mulligan and Feature Match, and that was it. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, I remember what it was, is that uh video replays can now be used in judging? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's, that's right. what it was. Yep. yep. Which so, yeah, makes that's... sense
2: because every other major sport organization out there does it. I don't think people should be bitching and moaning about it. It doesn't give uh, pro players any more of an advantage over someone who's in a non-feature match. It just makes sure that the games that are the most important are the most honestly you know, officiated, so I think it's yeah. a great game.
1: Like, people were making the argument, it's like, oh, well, they didn't institute video recording in the NFL until every football team had video recording capabilities. But at the same time, you're not, not allowing video recording in the NFL just because your Pop Warner game doesn't have video recording.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, and, and in all honesty, like, yeah, it's allowed in college football, but you know what? Like, there are a lot of D3 schools out there that don't get their games recorded, like the one I played at, and, uh, we never had instant replay. And that's, you know what? That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's a good rules change. It is only a net positive for rules enforcement, so I don't see the issue with it.
1: Yep, and Patrick Chapin can rest assured that he has made another impact on Magic history.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to get into that, but it was just a very awkward thing. Um But I think the judges would have been better served by just making their ruling, sticking to it, and moving on like they do in any other any other sporting event. Like, the judges know the rules, you explain it to the coach once, and you walk away. You don't keep debating it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so that was a little awkward, but um, yeah, I think I think the video thing is great, man. I'm I'm psyched for it.
1: Yeah, my my kind of whole thing with that is it's the spirit of the law rather than the law itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Rosewater wrote a really good article about this years ago, but it, it always stuck out in my mind because he gave the example of he, when he was in college, his dorm had a security guard posted at it, and it was the same oh, security yeah. guard every night, and he would always stop, talk to the security guard. You know, chat for a bit and then go up. And one day he forgot his ID and he goes into the dorm, he stops, he chats with the security guard and then he goes up to his room the security guard goes, oh, hold on, I need to see your ID. And he's like, but you know me, I stop here and I talk to you every night, we're we're friends. And he's like, yeah, but I need to see your ID. (laughs) And and it's just like the whole point of the rule is to prevent strangers from coming into (laughs) the dorm. I'm clearly not a stranger, you know me, there's no need for you to see me. My ID. Yeah.
2: I know the letter
1: of the law says you check everyone's ID, but I don't have it on me right now. But you know who I am.
0: Well, let me. My my take really is uh, I don't know. Do, do you really need to baby the Dover flips and
1: the miracle miracle triggers? Mm, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's a per- in a perfect world we wouldn't have to worry about all of this, but. You know the reason why these rules exist is because the situation happens. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Again, I th- I just think I think the thing is whole the whole thing is net positive and I think it's, I think it's fine. I think
1: it's yeah, fine. I think rarely Wizards makes announcements that are so positively received as these ones. Right. Sure.
2: You okay. know. What, you know. <laughs> it's been strange. Like when they announced the standard set changeover to the I'm sure you guys didn't really talk about it too much, but the new block structure. Hmm. sets are released, everyone was just like super excited about it and. I think they were a little dumbfounded that no one was like, there wasn't some kind of crazy outcry about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Wizards has actually been making some good decisions lately. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Even like, even like Paula was like, oh yeah, this is great. I love this change. And it's just like crickets, crickets. They don't know what to say. There's, so, there's no damage control going on. And <laughs>
0: So Pat, let me ask you then, when, when you heard about the standard changeover. Yep. Uh, cause my impression was that it was going to have, big impact as far as trying to keep up with rotation and standard
2: mm-hmm. yep
0: is, is that how it was generally received
2: so it definitely so one of the issues is
0: it, uh, I, I gotta ask because i don't play standard no no yeah,
2: that's fine one of the issues that um has plagued standard and i, I can only speak from the last couple of years but i know that historically it's been the same issue is that with the three set block like it's nice for storytelling um, but for actual, like, uh, gameplay and the limited environment, it's not that great because you end up robbing um, your second set of mechanics to augment the third set so that the third set will sell. Um, and I think, you know, that, that happened, for instance, with, like, the Theros set. Like, Theros block, uh, Theros set was great. One of the gods was extremely lackluster. I mean, it was just, it was pretty bad. And then Journey to the Nix kind of was, like, doing a little bit better. And Rosewater, I think it was him, had said, you know, we pulled some of the mechanics from, um uh, One of the Gods and put them into Journey, into Nyx to, to boost up that, that set and make it a little bit more engaging. Okay. Uh, and so okay. I think that they're doing is, you know, there's only so much design space that they're gonna dedicate to each set that's released. And, uh, they're in, you know, it's easier to do that in, easier to do those mechanics for that block in two sets versus three. Um, And as far as like rotation happening faster, like, yeah, there's going to be a a quicker rotation. Um, I can't say that really played into the reason why I stopped playing standard. That was more just the speed of the way it is now um, was just enough to make me kind of be like, ah, I'm sort of tired of running this rat, you know, kind of being on this treadmill running this rat race, so I... I uh, Yeah,
1: I think people who... Yeah, people who are really into standard are actually happy about it because I've heard a lot of people complain that standard gets stale, that yeah. it doesn't rotate quick enough. Yeah. So if you have the time to actually keep up with standard, it's actually a positive thing. Absolutely. It's just it's just one more reason why guys like us will never get into standard for real yep. because we couldn't keep up with old standard let alone this new hyper standard. Right, right. And so
0: that, my, my 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 thing was like Innistrad, like draft, from, from drafting anyway,
1: you know, Innistrad was cool,
0: Innistrad Dark Ascension was cool, everson Restored was really, what did you open? Like, the, like, the, it, depending on what you opened, really kinda, it, it was, it was really just give me an angel. <laughs> Whatever one, I don't even care.
2: And that's kinda of been the, the same sentiment with, um, with Dragons, Fate, and, um and Konzatark here. Konzatark here, Limited Environment was really fun. And then Dragons of Tarkir threw some really big bombs in there, so you're kinda like, alright, well what big bombs would I open in Dragons? Now that's gonna completely skew my, you know, my sealed pool or my limited picks, uh, mm-hmm. for what I wanna pull out of the cons packs. And I think the, the reception with, um with Fate Reforged, or rather with Dragons of Tarkir has been similar to where you're looking for these, these big heavy bombs that weren't really in cons. Cons wasn't a bomb heavy, uh, you know, format versus like, dra- versus Fate Reforged and especially Dragons of Tarkir. Um, So I I think it's just, I I think it's good. Like I said, I think that's a net positive for them, too. Um, It definitely is going to rotate the blocks. Obviously, the blocks rotate faster. There's not going to be that kind of awkward time where you have two sets, like literally two, you have Theros and like Ravnica, and then you have M13 and M14 all in the same standard, which is just a a huge, huge card card pool. It won't be like that anymore, which is fine. And they're also doing away with the core set, which is also a fine thing so is
0: it the same number of sets per year yeah released? so they're
2: still they're still doing some uh, I think it's they're doing four releases per year so two different blocks per year four releases per year mm-hmm.
1: and no core set
0: so they're only doing four sets per year for standard
1: right so basically before it was you know the three card block and then a core set so it, now, was, for, it
0: was it was four before also
1: right right
0: all right so there actually is no change in the amount of spoilers seen in Legacy we're still going to see four sets per year plus external product.
1: Right. Yeah, that's, that pretty much sums it all up in a nutshell pretty well.
0: Hmm. So, uh, then I guess, uh, should we just head into topic?
1: Yeah, sure. I think so.
2: Who's up first? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah,
0: uh Pat.
2: So, first I want to thank, uh, uh, was it John Kerman?
1: Yep, John Kerman.
2: Uh, yeah, super nice guy. Um, I wanted to congratulate him because he actually... He scrubbed out of the main event. I think he went, you know, he didn't have a great showing. And so he picked up a side event for a Caracas, an Italian Caracas and actually won. He won the Caracas. So I thought, I thought that was awesome. I wanted to shout him out for that. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just thanks for the, for the donation. He was really into it. Happy to give us the playmat. Really nice kid. I was really happy to meet him. So he was a good guy. I wanted to scoop him in the top eight. And uh, also wanted to scoop in Tony at G two. Um, just wanted to thank him big time for uh, help us helping us out with this this fundraiser, this contest that we're doing. Um, he was really into it, and he totally took it upon himself to to you know get a hold of me after I talked to him, and he was totally down for uh, for the fundraiser. So wanted to shout him out too, give him a little scoop in the top eight. Sweet.
1: Yeah. Awesome. You want to go, Adrian?
2: Sure. Uh,
1: I'll
0: scoop in the top eight, Braden Defoe. And, and, um, Gaia's Revenge.
1: What is Gaia's Revenge?
0: (laughs) So, it is out of the new set, uh, five colorless, two green, eight five. Gaia's Revenge can't be counted, haste, and he can't be the target of non-green spells or abilities from non-green sources.
1: It can't be, or you
0: can't. Be. <laughs> Crickets. Quick,
1: quick, can it not be, or it's, can you not be?
0: It's a spoiler that just popped up that <laughs> I figured I <I'd> just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Yeah, now you can hear Jerry Where is this thing?
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like it might be good in Reanimator, maybe. No. It has aced. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought it said you can't be the target of non-green spells or abilities from non-green sources. I'm like, that's actually pretty good. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> but it squad. can't. <laughs> it can't be so it's the plowshed, right? Yeah,
1: yeah that's true. So it's no path. It basically beast, beast within or nothing? <laughs>
0: beast within, uh, uh, non-green. Yeah, you can't even maze a them No. <laughs> Not that anybody's doing that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm just looking at it like, eh. is it cute? I don't know.
1: But it's, it's, it's kinda actually funny with um, M11. Oh,
0: is it a reprint too? Yeah, it's a reprint. Oh, look at that! All right, so they reprint at that. One. We
1: we scooped in first cut time. We ever scooped a card into top eight, and it's a reprint from M11. <laughs> Good job, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't scooped Grizzlebrand uh, in yet.
0: Hey, i I, I got to sco- paddle my side of the canoe here, you know? What else? Yeah. Oh, can I even fucking do this right? Uh, scoop in. Oh, boy. All right. Um, I'm going to scoop in Jim Nutdredge Apostolac Apostolakis. I think I got that. Or Apostolakes. I believe it's Apostolakis.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, It that. sounds similar to that. We're probably scooping you in. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm going to scoop in Jim anyway for walking the dogs. And uh, hopefully we're helping his day pass by. And hopefully we're helping anybody else's day pass by, too, because Mondays can be a fucking drag. So hopefully this is actually out on Monday. Which I'm also going to scoop in Pat, because he's going to edit the class this week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You excited to do that? Yeah, man, I'm into it, for sure. All right,
1: cool. Good, because I have no desire to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't,
0: but don't worry, Pat. Jerry's going to put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show Damn it. No, Jerry's going to put it in the show notes. Oh, good, yep. good, good, good. So we'll see. Okay.
1: okay can I scoop in a top eight now? <laughs> uh, Jerry's
0: going to scoop in, Pat, because it beat his breakers. Nope.
1: <laughs> Anti-scoop in Pat because <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> he's a cheedy cheedy face, isn't it?
1: Uh, no, I just love that I helped him out with his sideboard, find new list, and he repaid me by beating me.
0: <laughs> Dream crush.
1: God, was... Oh man, <laughs> uh, if, if uh, it Jerry, it's terrible. <laughs> it's true. I have never beat Pat in a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Um well I'm also going to uh, scoop in John Kerman. He was a wicked nice dude to meet. Uh good uh talking to him. Uh seemed like he was having a good time. So glad he uh, enjoyed it. Uh everyone we saw down at the bunch of duels. I always like Dave's tournaments because it brings out kind of the best of the legacy community. Um you kind of get like the best of the best of uh that's e
0: and Boston.
1: Yeah, that, and Boston. Hell yeah. Honestly, plus it's, you know, competition's always really tough, so it's a good way to t- <laughs> t- test your skills, so... Hell yeah. Big shout-out to uh, Dave down at uh, Die Hard Games in Lincoln for throwing yet another excellent tournament. Totally. Um, once again, I'm going to anti-scoop in Pat, because uh, I like <laughs> <fun>, that noise. <laughs> no, no. I didn't cheat no. this time, though.
2: I just beat you fair and square.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: <laughs> so...
0: Are you guys gonna scoop in Celso? Are you guys meeting up this weekend or what? Yeah, oh yeah,
1: Celso also. Celso hit, hit us up, so get together, maybe do some drafting, do some legacy. Yeah. I haven't seen Celso in a while, so I'm excited for that.
2: Yep, I'm
1: pumped.
2: Have you ever met Celso, Pat? I have not. Uh, I've heard really good things about him. I've talked to him a little bit on Twitter here and there. Seems yep. like a nice guy. He was nice enough to, uh, to, you know, add me in the group chat and see if I wanted to hang out this weekend after the fourth, so. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to meet the guy. I've heard good things, so.
1: Yep. Yeah. Gonna be a good time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I'll be, I'll be away. So. You'll be on vacation. It's unfortunate. No one, no, no one feels bad for you. You're on vacation. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite vacation.
0: Well, I guess yeah. You know what? I took vacation time from work. I guess it has to be called vacation. Right? <laughs> Fuck it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm going to be moving in this weekend. Like, yeah. Packin', are I'm packing.
0: Are you moving this weekend?
1: Yeah, got the keys to the apartment, just set up utilities. Um, I need to go buy a bed, but I'm waiting for it to stop raining. It's been raining for like the last three days, and I want to take the pickup truck to pick up the bed, but I don't want to have a water bed at the end of it.
0: Frankie hit me up, too. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to scoop in a top eight to Frankie. I don't even know if he listens to this Well, Maybe. I don't know.
1: Uh, we, should, but, uh, we should have him on again.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I that's what I mentioned to him because he hit me up on Twitter and he asked me if I was going up to GP Montreal, and I had to look. I'm like, when is that? And it was July 4th. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in Atlanta, and then I asked him if he if he was thinking about coming back on the cast. He's like, oh yeah, I'd like to, but I'm doing heavy meta this week, <laughs> so like at, at some point I'll probably come back on. And he's a fucking riot. Yeah. God, he's 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 funny. He's an awesome guy. So I guess scooping a top eight to Frankie. <laughs>
1: All right. I think with that we've covered a wide range of topics. From yeah, most spoilers. Yeah, we did a lot of spoilers, but Man Origins has a lot of goodies.
3: Yeah, you think so? Yeah,
0: I
1: mean, I, it takes a lot for me to want to buy a box of a set that isn't like something like Modern Masters, and I want to buy a box of this set.
0: I'm not even. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm kind of excited to try to draft Timber Pack Wolf, but I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. So, with that, um, Jerry would like to wish everybody a happy Monday.
1: Happy Monday! (laughs) Four-day weekend, it's officially Tuesday, which means tomorrow's Wednesday.
0: And I'll still have the day off.
1: (laughs) Some of us have to work.
0: Yeah, I made a two-day week this week and a two-day week next week. Good
1: for you. Yeah. All right. It's getting late here, though, so... I do have to go to bed, but. right, dear gentlemen. I will talk to you both uh, later on. Pat will be in touch uh, meeting up with John, too. Excellent, man. Sweet. Yeah,
0: I'm jealous I'm going to miss out on that, but I'll catch you guys later. Sweet. Alrighty. See you guys. Have a good one. See you, Jerry.
1: Bye.
4: Whoa, beautiful. Far heroes prove. In liberating strife, who more than self, their country loved.